Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. Wrestling fans, welcome to episode 128 of the Uncharted Territory podcast. My name is Chad Olson, coming to you tonight live from Gilbert, Iowa, where it is almost 80 degrees. We went from really cold to too damn hot in a matter of seconds, but uh, this week has been uh, lovely for walking in the morning. I've not had to wear my winter coat while walking for the first time in about four months, so um that's been nice but yeah we want a, a little spring would have been okay like mid 60s low 70s nope we're right into the 80s plunging right in there like a dagger to the heart and speaking of people with daggers in their heart tim dalton how you doing buffalo new york well you know here in buffalo it's not too bad either although we don't have 80 um we do have it was about 60 degrees today which was great uh we're looking at 60s for the next couple of days and then they're saying for friday saturday and sunday we're going to be in the seventies. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That, that should be uh that, that should be a good time here in, here in the buff. Uh, speaking of in the buff, you'll be wearing your Borat style mankini, won't you? I I've got, I, I've got various colors of them in the, in the closet. All right. Deep, deep in the closet. Deep in the closet. You're just serving them up to me tonight, Tim. I'm trying. All right. Speaking of closets, Corey, Corey, did your wife let you out of the closet tonight? Corey, could you come play? My baby brother, Corey Olson in Maplewood, Minnesota. Hello, Chad. Thank you for that warm introduction. That was very, very fabulous of you. Uh, speaking of warm, the weather here in Maplewood, also very warm. We did hit the 80s today, 82, in fact, and it was just amazing. I would say about 98% of our snow is gone, which is lovely to see. And uh, it's supposed to be warm for another couple of days and then get cold on Friday again. Hopefully no snow. But, you know, we, we enjoy these warm days while we can. We put on our short pants and we take off our jackets and we just, uh, you know, we enjoy it. So just uh, strut around the neighborhood. Like, like it was, what, what did we say, Tim's, uh, what, what is it? Mankini? <laughs> it was Mankini. Yes, yes. We, we might see a few of those, but. Get your, uh, but no. get your lime green one out and just, exactly. just go around the neighborhood. Yeah, that's, that's the way to be. Uh, but no, I'm very happy to be back with you promoters once again. Oh, yeah, I'm just looking at our forecast, actually. Friday, we're 80 degrees. Saturday, high of 53 with thunderstorm. Good yeah. God almighty. We're, we're supposed to dip back down to 40, I think, on Friday. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Lord, yeah. Lord, Lord. Spring yeah. in the Midwest. That's lovely. Yep. All right. And the master of all that's balmy, Stu Lowry. Virginia, what's it out? Was it 95 on the beach? <laughs> well, first of all, I had to recover from the visual of a mankini. Um the, the temperature very eerily similar to the uh, Midwest. It's right around 80 today after being very chilly the three or four nights beforehand. Uh, we even had a little isolated frost, uh, but it's uh, going to be in the 80s for the next three or four days and then maybe dip back down in the 70s a little bit with some cool nights. But, you know, it's typical Virginia spring all over the map. Um, and But we no snow in our forecast, fortunately. Although I really don't want it to get to the 80s just yet, but we'll see. 
Uh, speaking of all over the map, have we got a show for you tonight? Holy cow. Uh, we're going to talk about baseball and, and Tim and Stu's Major League Baseball predictions for the wild and woolly year of 2023. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about what's new in Filsinger Gamesville. Uh, let's see, Friday night with Legends, we had the uh, the announcement of Miss Luna Vachon. Uh, I believe Pike Mojo signed her. Was that correct, Corey? Yes, that is. Uh, Pike signed both Luna and Vivian Deshawn from their respective uh, sons. And uh, um, I do remember Pike telling us about this whenever that was. It's been a while, but uh, really cool, really cool signing. Uh, I thought the artwork turned out great after a few drafts and getting some things right. thought the final version turned out really well. Uh, I'm a huge, I've been a huge Luna fan for years. And uh, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, somebody claimed that with her and Joni Lauer in the set, um, they made the statement that they thought this was one of the best legend sets ever. So, I mean, cool. That's uh, that, that's awesome that you're a fan of ladies wrestling. And these are names that would uh, lead you to say that. So, yes, thank you once again, Pike Mojo, for your great work and getting some more names for the game. Indeed. Stu, what do you think about Luna? Uh, tragic figure. Uh, died at 48. Uh, so kind of sad about that. And but uh, she was ahead of her time in terms of being a wrestler. Uh, would have would have really benefited to have been com competing in this era. I think. I think she was ahead of her time uh, physically, presentation wise. Just you know, there there wasn't a, a great uh, abundance of female talent at that particular time. Certainly not being featured in the way they're featured now, which is the way they should be featured. Uh, I think she's a great signing to this game uh, and gives a, a good feud for China. And I think it's a, another great addition. And I think the set, I, I agree with whoever made that comment. It's a, it's a darn fine set. Looking forward to all the uh, competitors we're getting out of this set. It's a humdinger. That's for sure. Humdinger. All right, Tim, what do you think? about? Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I would agree as well. I mean, I think when you look at, you know, the amount of talent you've got coming out in this set, and every card is new. I mean, there, there's no redos. There's, I mean, which I think is a first. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just think this is a loaded set. I really do. Um, even though some of the talent may come back, you know, from, you know, earlier in their, you know, before people were watching wrestling. Uh, I, I, boy, this is just a loaded set. And I think Luna just adds to it. She's a, uh, one that most people know. Um, and I've, I've seen already the, the clamoring for Kevin Sullivan uh, is, is already, uh, you know, hit the boards. So uh, we'll have to see what we can do about that somewhere down the line here. But um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great set. I think Luna's a, a great addition and uh, I think people are really going to like this one. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm glad we have her and I would agree that this is a very loaded set full of fantastic stars. Um, so thank you, Pike, for getting both her and Vivian um signed i think you know vivian Bashan is, is a great get as well you know i didn't get a comment on um shirley black last week but um she was uh she must have seen the the photo out there on on facebook or she messaged me that morning it's like oh my gosh i love my picture thank you so much so she was super excited about it so she's a very very nice person and i'm glad we could honor her with a legends card as well all right, next for Indies, we have Aramis and Erez. Corey, am I saying those correctly? C. All right, gracias. Uh, oh, let me let me look again. I had to, because I, I'm going off of memory. Uh, it is, uh, Ar well, technically it would be Aramis and Arez. 
So slightly off. Not bad. I mean, not bad for a gringo. All right. No, no. Corey, have you heard of these luchadors? These two I have not. I can't. I cannot say that I have. No. Um, uh, from just kind of since the announcement, I think at least one of them is currently in MLW in a group. Uh, actually, good friend Michael Barada uh, sent me a message that uh, one of them is in a group with Gangrel right now, uh, which I was not aware. Mm. I don't I don't follow MLW too closely. Um, so thank you, Michael, for that tip. And I, I think they've both been there at some point if they're not both there now, but they sound like very talented uh, luchadores and uh, uh, I've seen their stats. So we saw the, the draft of the set this week and um, I think they are, uh, yeah, look like some very uh, high flying uh, luchadores and look forward to finding out more about them. All right, cool. Tim, are you familiar with these gentlemen? No clue, but the art will, artwork looks good and I'm glad to have them in the game. Yeah, it's kind of cool that we're bringing in a ready-made feud yeah. from, the, from the indies uh, for this set. Stu? I uh, have equally less, equal, or I have no clue either, is what I'm trying right. to say. Uh, I did look them up, uh, so I guess they did have, obviously, a pretty good feud in MLW, and a handful of our fellow promoters saw them in action at the old ECW arena, so that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Glad to have them in the set. Yes. As always. Um, I think, uh, you know, Whoever we can get in the set, it's great to have them in there. And, and, you know, certainly that attracts new people to the game because there are so many diverse people within Indies. So thank you to Zeke for getting those folks signed. Um, And then for the Future Shock, we have the uh, promoter-created character by Pete Beck of Matt Attraction. Tim. What? did Did you see Matt Attraction? Did you read him? I, I, I saw it on the, uh, on the Phil Singer games website. Um, personally, I'm just not a fan of the pun names, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but other than, I mean, the story sounds good. I think he's got an interesting kind of a, uh, backstory to him. He obviously has something going on where, uh, um, he's got, got some kind of power where he's doing something and we'll, uh, see if it hurt, hurts him or helps him. But, uh, I love the story though. I thought the drawing was good for kind of a, you know, guy and where where he's probably going to be at so um yeah looking forward to see seeing how that turns out all right Stu, what do you think of this character uh i really like the artwork i don't think there's i think i've said this before i really don't think there's been a dud in the bunch for this future shot set i'm really looking forward to this set i think the story is pretty cool um no, I'm I'm psyched. I'm really looking forward to the set, and I think it's another strong piece of artwork. Okie dokie. Corey? Well, when I first uh, saw the drawing before I kind of read the bio, you know, I wondered if he'd be some kind of a, like an amateur wrestler, but then the description kind of says he throws his body around, you know, with no no regard or something like that. I, can't, I don't have the article in front of me. Uh, so I'm very, yeah, I'm really interested to see kind of what his, his style is and what the, the rest of the story is. You know, just says he was signed by Lance Atlas, and you know that's all kind of all we know right now. Uh, uh, so, and, and I mean, yeah, you mentioned the special abilities. Um, I'm very interested to see what that looks like. So, yeah, call me intrigued by Mister Matt Attraction. All right, intrigued. Thank you. I will call you. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I've been uh, kind of help proofreading some stuff behind the scenes for for Mike. So I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spill any beans. And I'm not saying that to say, na 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 boo boo. I just know something you don't know. I'm just saying the truth. 
but so, think, so are you saying his special power has something to do with beans? Is this what you're you're? you're I'm not. I, I don't want to spill the beans. I said don't don't make. So he spill spills beans. beans on the on the. On oh the my god! I can't believe we can spilling beans here. Oh. So you're saying a beanstalk grows in the mat and he jumps <laughs> off of it. <laughs> I mean, anything's possible in the this is totally ruined for me now. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I think Mike has some really cool stuff planned. And, um, I'm excited to see this. Scene, so there you have it. And speaking of excitement, it's time for our annual preview of Major League Baseball. Uh, did we go back? Did you guys pick? Like after the World Series last year, how close were you in your uh, selections from 2022? We we did a brief recap that uh, we we weren't very good. Okay. So basically, <laughs> what we're saying is don't bet your uh, house year. on this. Yeah, we we had a couple things right though. I mean, we 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 had a couple here and there, but uh, yeah, most most of the predictions were were not uh, you know accurate super accurate in any in any way shape or form mm -hmm. <laughs> sporting news will not be calling upon us anytime soon yeah no all right well gentlemen why don't you take it away uh start with start with whatever you want to start with american league national league the floor is yours want to start off with the al east sure fire away and i'll follow okay um as much as i like the yankees and they're off to a decent start i think toronto is gonna and i Tampa Bay is, as of this recording, is 10 and 0. So um, I think Toronto is probably the class of the the uh, division. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Toronto first, the Yankees second, uh, Tampa Bay in third, uh, then Baltimore and Boston uh, to round it out. I think Baltimore's got a lot of good talent. Uh, they're just in a really tough division. So um, so yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking Toronto is probably going to look pretty good by the end of the year. I think they've got a, just a stacked lineup. Their their starting rotation is great. Their bullpen they've added some pieces. I mean they're just they're just a talented team all the way around. All right, for the American League East for me, I am going to take the Yankees. Uh, it was a toss up between them and Toronto. Uh, my heart lies, I guess, a little bit with Baltimore, but I, I think that division is just too talented. And yes, the, the Rays have had quite a good start. So I'm going to go with the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, although not by much for, uh, behind the Blue Jays, then uh, Orioles and Sox in that particular division. So we're pretty close there. So now the Centrals, I, in, in both of these, I don't know what, who the hell is going to win the Centrals in, in the American or National League, but so American League Central, I'm 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 going out on a limb and going for the Twins uh, to win it. What do you mean on a limb? That's fucking natural choice. There <laughs> there's a limb there. Um, you know, Byron Buxton's going to stay healthy all year. Oh, wait, is he yeah. injured? <laughs> if all year is through May, but uh, well, they're DHing him. He's like the greatest center fielder in Major League Baseball, and they're DHing him so that he doesn't get hurt. I, I mean, that's crazy. Well, they're also resting his knee because he just had surgery. Yeah. I'll go back to sleeping. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Feel free. But uh, I'll take Minnesota to win the division. Uh, I'll, the team I always overrate that never performs as well as I think the Chicago White Sox, I'll pick for second. Uh, I'll go with the Guardians in third, then Kansas City, and then Detroit uh, in, in the cellar. But I think Detroit and Kansas City are both better than they were last year. So I, I don't think they'll be, uh, they'll be really, uh, really stinky. Stu? 
In the AL Central, Tim, I, gosh, it's a toss-up for me between Cleveland and Minnesota. I went with Minnesota just for Chad. Um, I will say they are followed by Cleveland. Then uh, I went with the White Sox, Tigers, and Royals. But really, between the Royals and the Tigers, I was just kind of a flip of, flip of the coin. But yeah, I agree. I think they're going to be improved, um, certainly the Royals. So it'll be interesting to see how that division plays out. But I'm, I'm going with Minnesota just by a whisker over Cleveland. I would, I would, I would pretty much agree. I think Cleveland's going to be there. I think last year though, I saw a stat and I think last year Cleveland played the least games against teams that had winning records or something like that. Um, I remember remember something about, I remember hearing that. That kind of led me to, to go with the White Sox, but I always think the White Sox are going to be good. I always think the White Sox and the angels are going to be good and they never are. Yeah. Um, And I always think Tampa Bay is going to stink and they're always great. So you know, another reason not to put any kind of, you know, uh, I, I guess don't, don't, don't li- li- listen to the podcast, but don't, don't go to the, uh, the don't call your book bookie on these picks. Yeah. <laughs> so now we got the, uh, the American league West interesting doings out there. You got Ho- Jose Altuve for the world champion. Houston Astros is out for a while. Um, you know, Seattle has been kind of putting together some things. Texas spent a whole boatload of money on people. Uh, the angels, you got trout and Otani. I mean, uh, and then there's Oakland. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go outside the box a little. I'm going to say Seattle wins the division. Um, Houston second, then Texas, who I think could either be really good or really stinky, but you have no clue. Um, the angels in fourth and then Oakland bringing up the rear. And I think they're probably going to be the crappiest team in the American league. Definitely agreed on Oakland. Now we, we differ a bit here on the West. I think the West is pretty loaded, actually. Um, it is. I've got Houston uh, winning the AL West, uh, then followed by the Mariners, Angels, Rangers, and then as uh, as I mentioned, the A's in the in the uh, cellar. But my gosh, the Angels! The Angels to me are just such a fun team. I mean, they got. The best, the best player in baseball, and arguably one of the five best. Certainly, one of the great attractions in baseball in Otani. You would figure they would do something, so I'm looking for something for them. Looking for something from them this year. I, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can uh, make a little noise. I think it's going to be about their pitching. It always yeah, is. You know, they they always go out there and they always seem to score runs. I think they're going to be a little better with with you know if Anthony Rendon can stay healthy and hit. Um, they picked up a couple good pieces. I think like the geo or is of the world and things like that, that they picked up, I think I'll help them out. Um, I don't know though. I don't know. I got, I've got a good feeling about Texas this year for some reason. I just really do. But like I said, I'm, they're one of those teams that I, they could, they could hit or miss. I just don't know. Well, I got um, the Grom. So that's a pretty good start. That's, that's, that's okay. And that's another guy you got to kind of get 25 starts out of at least, you know, you do. Um, so I guess let's go to the national league and we'll start off in the East there. Um, boy, just a lot of, you know, you got, it's for three horse race, but man, it's, it's three good horses. Um, I'm going to say Atlanta first. Um, I'll take the Mets second, the Phillies third, although the Phillies are going to be tough and then I'll go Miami. And then unfortunately your Nats. And by the way, the, uh, the Rochester Red Wings uh, do not have a lot coming for them. Uh, they, they, they have not started off well. So I, I don't think there's a lot of help in AAA for the Nats. 
So, uh, so I'll, yeah, I'll take Atlanta to win that division, but it's going to be close all year. The cupboard is pretty bare for the Nationals, although they won last night against the Angels. So who knows? I got them to four and seven at least. Um, AL East, we're pretty similar. Uh, I've got the Mets over the Braves, then the Phillies, Marlins, and Nationals in that division. Uh, the Mets, to me, are just loaded. Um, and I, and I, I love Pete Alonzo, but in any, any – in any event, I th- the, the Braves are also loaded. So, I mean, really, it boils down to pitching between the two of them. Um, I just think it's the Mets' time. I don't know why I say that, but I've just got a feeling this year. So, them's my picks for the NL East. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was thinking about the Mets as well, and I, I think they're really good. I mean, their their payroll is ridiculous. I mean, you know, people, people talk about the Yankees being the evil empire. I mean, geez, they're like an evil empire and a half. Oh, they are. Um, they were quite but, active. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think it's, I, I think it's great to have an owner like Steve Cohen because he's kind of like the modern day Steinbrenner where he's like, well, I don't care what kind of, you know, restrictions you're going to put on me. If I have to pay this, the, you know, the, this tax, because you're, you know, my, my payroll is too high. I'm just going to pay it. I'm going to go out there and get the players I want and tough, you know, I'll just, I'll just pay everybody and be done with it. Um, kind of a nice, I, I don't mind that, you know, and I hope the Mets can do something. I really do. Uh, moving to the National League Central, this is another one that's, you know, it, it's a toss-up. There's teams in there that could be very good or maybe not. Um, Stu, I'll let you start out. What do you have for the, the Central? I'm going with the Cardinals, even though they currently suck. Um, I, I still think they're the class of that division. Um, we'll see. I mean, they play 162 of these. So if you start off winning two of your first 10 or three, excuse me, three of your first 10, if you do that uh, mid-season, nobody cares. You do that at the beginning of the season, people think something's wrong. But, I mean, we just – they got Arenado and Goldschmidt. I mean, they, they got a pretty potent lineup. I, I still think they're going to win that division. I have uh, – I have so I have the Cardinals, then I've got Brewers, Pirates, more on them in a bit, and then pick it between the Cubs and the Reds. I'll say Cubs and then Reds. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I Pittsburgh's one of those teams. I just heard that O'Neill Cruz got hurt. He did. And that, that was sad. Temper's my crazy pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just like, you know, you got a kid out there who's six foot seven playing shortstop. I mean, that's just crazy. He throws the ball at 100 miles an hour. He hits the ball. He's, he's got the hardest hit ball in Statcast era, like 123 miles an hour or something like that. I mean, it's Damn. just, he's just the kind of athlete you just don't see that often. Chad, I said, "Damn, that's crazy!" Oh. oh yeah, six foot seven, shortstop. Shortstop. Mm-hmm. Shortstop. Yeah. yeah it, it is nuts, but now he's hurt. Yeah, which is too bad because they got Cabrian Hayes out there too at third. I always like the left side of their infield, so yeah. we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm picking St. Louis as well. I'm hoping they can rebound. I think some of their pitching's come back. I like Michaelis. Um, you know, Flaherty's always kind of one of those guys you hope you can get something out of. Um, Wainwright's a little older, uh, probably his final year, I believe. And, and we'll, we'll see if he can kind of get something done, but, um, I'm picking them too. I mean, I like that. I like the team overall. I hope that they can uh, kind of turn things around here. I'm going Milwaukee second, uh, just because of the pitching depth. I mean, I think they've got a lot there. Um, uh, just their hitting's good, but boy, their pitching is just outstanding. I'm going to go Cubs third. The Cubs are another one of those teams where I just don't know if they're going to be good or if they're not going to be good at all. 
And it, it's just hard to tell. They, I thought they made some good kind of not major signings other than Dansby Swanson, who I think is great. But I thought they picked up a few pieces and things during, during the offseason that, that could really help them out. But I just don't know. Um, and then I'm going with Pittsburgh fourth and then Cincinnati in the, in the cellar. Um, Cincinnati, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know what they're, what they're doing there. I'm not sure what, what the owners got in mind, but, um, Pittsburgh, I think is an up and coming team though. I think that, that they're going to be exciting at some point. And I hope, I hope it's in the next couple of years. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, and then I'll let you start again on the, we'll, we'll go to the NL West and, and see what you got going out there. NL West is interesting too. <clears throat> I, I think the, I'm going with the Padres. I could see the Dodgers certainly win that division too, but I'm going with the Padres. They're kind of everybody's darling this year as well. They should be. My gosh, they're loaded. Uh, and they have my favorite player in baseball, which is sad to see him go in Juan Soto. But I think it's their time if they can stay healthy, um, as is the key for any world championship team. I have uh, the Dodgers following them. Uh, then I've got the D-backs and then Rockies, and then Giants. Gotten to see a little bit of the Rockies because the Nationals are on a Western swing. Um, and they're, they were a fun team. They look to be a fun team, but I, I don't think they're going to contend. But that's who I got. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of jumping on the Padres bandwagon as well. I think this is probably their year. I don't think L.A. really did a lot to, to reload. I think they were happy, you know, just seeing the way things have worked in prior seasons that – Hey, you know, if we win, instead of winning 110 games, if we just win 90, we're going to be in the playoffs, you know, and then Gavin Lux gets hurt early in spring training, which was going to be kind of his big breakout year. Um, so that was unfortunate. So I, I can, I can definitely see the, the, the Padres kind of overtaking them. Arizona is going to be another one of those teams. I could see them jumping the, the Dodgers. Really. I, I think that they've got a lot of promise. There's a lot going on there. They've got a good pitching staff. They've got some young kids. They've got a, people that can hit the ball. Um, so, yeah, I've got Arizona third. And then I just flipped the next two. I, I got the Giants and then, then the Rockies. Um, but, yeah, Arizona is one of those teams. I think Arizona, Texas, and the Cubs are the three teams that are, could really make a big move this year or that could fall flat on their face. And I just have no clue what's, what's going to happen. So I think they're going to be fun teams to watch. I forgot that Swanson's with the Cubs now. So not that one player is going to make or break them, but it does make them a little interesting. So that'll be cool yeah. to see. And they picked up, like I said, they picked up a bunch of little guys, like, um, you know, just, just little additions that were smaller. Um, really small. Yeah, small. So very short, short, compact. Like you, Jose like Altuve Lu, Like Lucha, mini, Lucha Minis? Micro yeah, like, baseball players. Yeah, like Kirby Jose Altuve. Concedo or something? He's like five foot three. They bill him, I think, at five six. This is like a wrestling thing. They bill him at five six, but he's really like five three. Um, so that's I think so we've got our uh, so we've got our, our standings. Now what which of these teams do you think is going to make the playoffs too? Um, well, I've got uh, in the let's go back to the American League. I've yep. got New York in the east, Minnesota in the central, Houston in the west. My three wild cards are Toronto. Mariners and then the Angels. So that's my American League in terms of the playoffs. We're close. I, I also because I my my division winners are Toronto, Minnesota, and Seattle. I'm picking Houston, the Yankees, and Tampa Bay. 
Um, so we're pretty much right there, except for the Angels. I think uh, we, we've pretty much got the, the, the same picks there. Um, so what about what have, who have you got in the National League? In the National League, my division winners are the Mets. I'm just got a feeling about them this year. Um, the Cardinals and then the Padres. And then my three wild cards in the National League, Tim, are the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Phillies. The Phillies are they're they're a tough out, no pun intended. I, I mean, they proved it last year, and I think they could also make a little noise in the playoffs. So, I have them definitely as a wild card. No, I would I would definitely agree. I think the I think the Phillies are one of those teams for me that 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 are a little up in the air as well. Um, you know, Trey Turner, who's who's I, I picked to be the MVP last year, and probably I think should have gotten a little bit more love in the MVP race. Um, now one of my favorite players. I mean, he's just extraordinary. Wasn't he on the Nationals too? Um, but <laughs> sorry. The NL East is littered with my nationals. <laughs> <laughs> that 2019 team was absolutely great. They, they were pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm, I, so I'm going to take my, my division winners were Atlanta, St. Louis and San Diego. I'm going to throw the Mets in there. I'm going to throw the Dodgers in there and I'm going with Arizona. I'm, I'm on the years. I am, I am drinking the diamondbacks kool-aid this year i am i am full in on that team i think they're going to be good and uh we'll we'll see how it works out but those are the teams i think are going to be in the playoffs so Stu, who do you think is going to go to the world series coming out of the american league uh this isn't really inspired uh i wanted to say the angels but i just i can't do it um I think it's going to be Houston. I know that's not, you know, a real creative pick, but I think until defeated, they are still the team to beat. Uh, I like them. Well, you know, I don't, what's Altuve slated to miss a month? I don't know. Could be one of those nagging injuries that keeps him out a little while. But and you, you figure, I mean, Jose Abreu is off to a great start there too. So yeah. I mean, he's just mashing the ball, and you got Alvarez, Al- Jordan Alvarez, who's going yeah, to crush Alvarez the ball. is real deal. That, yeah, he that really guy is. Crush it. Um, he's got like 16 or 17 RBIs in 10 games uh, so far. So he's gotten off to a really good start. This could be a career year. So I'm, I'm going to go Houston, the American league in the national league. I'm going, this is purely by feel because I, my, my head says Padres, but I am going with the Mets. Uh, I just think it's uh, I think it's their year. We'll see. Uh, sympath- uh, I, I guess my heart, uh, Max Scherzer's on that team, and I love Scherzer. If he can stay healthy, I want to see what he can do, and I'd like to see him get another ring. So, uh, um, it, that'll I think that's I think that is a loaded team, and I'll I, I think they could do it. So we'll see. And I'll wait to do my World Series champion until you've made your league picks. Okay. Um, well, I'm I you know, and I'm I'm not boy. I'm kind of going along with the the herd on this one, but. Um, I'm going to take Toronto in the American league. Again, I just think, I, I don't think they've really got that much of a weakness on that team. And then I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go with San Diego in the national league. I just think that they're, they're just such a talented roster and Tatis is going to come back at some point here in, in like the end of May or somewhere in there, boy, they just have so much, they've got a lot of shortstops, you know, they got Machado playing third. They got, uh, uh Bogarts from Boston. Uh, in free agency. And, and then Tatis is going to come back and start playing the outfield. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, this team is just loaded. Um, and they got the pitching pieces. I think they're, they're going to be good there too. Um, so those are the, those are the two teams I see going to the, uh, the world series. 
So Stu is, you think this is the year of the Mets? Are you going all the way with this or what? Yeah. And I, I can't stand the Mets personally, but I am going to pick the Mets. <laughs> My hatred of them stems from 1986 when I was a, a Red Sox fan, but uh, you know, the Red well, Sox. Luckily you grew out of that. So. Yeah, I, I grew out of it. So, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm picking it was the a Mets. phase. I, I just, it was a phase, definitely a phase. I might have been the only one in my freshman year dorm rooting for them amongst all the New Yorkers. <laughs> but um, I'm going with the Mets. I think they could do it. Uh, I was sure they, I, my head says Padres, like I'd said before, but I'm going Mets to take it over Houston in probably a fairly close series. Well, my, my head said the Padres and my left adductor said the Padres, so I went with the Padres. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Uh, I, I think I, I, you know, I think it'd be great. It'd be a great series if Toronto and San Diego get in there, or Houston and Mets. I mean, either of those I think would be great World Series. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Padres. I think that they're just just so heavy with talent. If they can keep people healthy, which is always the key, um, I could I could see them kind of waltzing in there. They've got some young people coming through too that I think could could do something, and um, we'll. we'll have to keep an eye on and see how all this comes out but uh so that's my pick for the world world series and so we we've got two national league teams going in there Stu. well i'm a national league guy so it's where my heart lies well what about uh what about our award winners now at the end of the year who do you who do you think in the mvp race uh in the american league um my mvp i'm gonna go with otani uh, he was my uh, crazy pick from like last year or the year before. I thought he might be MVP and he somehow managed to do it again, not a real creative pick. And if he stays healthy, again, he's got to stay healthy, but I just think uh, talk about a generational talent. I, mm -hmm. I think we have one and it is awesome to watch that guy play on the same team with drought, but I, I like him as MVP of the American league. Well, you know, that I, I I'm, I'm going to, I'm, if, if that's somewhat unoriginal, I'm going to be unoriginal with you because I think it's every year. I think this is going to be the MVP for Otani to lose. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year it took like a, a bonanza year by, by Aaron judge of the Yankees. Um, I mean, I think, and, and there's an argument, but if Otani does what he does continues to hit at a high level and pitch at a very high level for like the next five or six years, you're going to be able to make a case that he's the greatest player that ever played this game. Easily. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be him, the babe and a few other guys that are, you know, they're sitting at the top, but I mean, nobody's ever done. I mean, Ruth did it for a couple of years. There were guys in the Negro leagues that did it. Um, uh, Bullet Joe Rogan, um, Martin DeHigo. I mean, there were, there were guys that did both well, but you know, there's just so little records and, and, the, the Negro league stuff is kind of, you know, disjointed. So you don't really realize how great these guys were. Um, but I think Otani, he's, he's kind of like the current unicorn. I mean, I think he's, it's he going to be his, like I said, it's his award to lose every year. I don't even think, I, I don't think he's appreciated enough. I mean, this yeah. is phenomenal what this guy does. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was waiting for them to, you know, to make him either the positional player or pitcher, but not yet. So. They said he could play the outfield really well. Yeah. And he's fast. I mean, he steals, he could steal bases. I mean, you see him ripping it down to first, I mean, on a, on a ground ball. I mean, he's just a, he's just a super talented guy. And I'm glad that they, they didn't say, well, you know what, we're going to only have you do one thing. We're either going to have you pitch or we're going to have you hit and that's it. I agree. Um, 
I mean, if they wouldn't wouldn't have let him do that, I mean, who knows what would happen. So, uh, so we're in agreement there. We were last year too on Vlad Guerrero. So, uh, you know, oh, oh for one for each of us there. Um, who you got in the National League? Uh, for MVP in the National League, I'm going with uh, a player that just it broke my heart. But I'm still going with the Juan Soto. Um, having seen him play the last five, six years uh, in, a, in a Nationals uniform, that guy's also a special talent. Not on the level of Otani, but who is? But Soto, to me, uh, there's not a whole lot he can't do. Uh, and I, I just, it really just killed me to see the Nats lose that guy. And I think that could have been worked out, but the Nats are in an ownership flux. So nobody was willing to commit, but I, I think if he stays healthy, that guy is the absolute best player in the national league day in, day out for all, for the skill set that he has close second would have been Alonzo, but that's only because I love Alonzo. I, I, I like him as well. He's just one of those guys. He's just a personality. Um, but I didn't pick him for MVP in the National League. Kind of going a little bit off the radar. I, I went with Austin Riley uh, of Atlanta. Powerhouse, does everything well. I, I just think he's going to be one of those players that nobody hears about that's one of the best 10 players in the game for the next you know, dozen years or whatever. I mean, just an outstanding player, great hitter. Um, I just, I just think he's, he's kind of going to be the, the key, the kind of the linchpin to that, that Atlanta team. I mean, you got Acuna, Acuna Jr. out there. You got, you know, um, you got Olsen at first. You, I mean, you got great players all over that team. They're one of the best lineups in baseball. Um, but I think Riley's going to kind of be the guy this year that kind of busts out. So we'll see how that goes. So next we got the Cy Young Awards and I'm going to, say you know I'm, I'm going with a couple well i wouldn't say complete dark horses but not not the favorites i think in, in either of these in the american league i'm going to go with seattle and say luis castillo it's who was bad. traded who was traded there from the reds last year is gonna gonna get it done this year i think he's gonna have some uh you know some firepower behind him um get some run support finally which he probably didn't get a lot of in the reds and so he's kind of my, my underdog pick here to, to take the American League Cy Young Award. The American League, I'm going with the change of scenery. I think it's going to be good um, with DeGrom. Uh, I, I, I think that this uh, move to Texas could be very good for him. And I think if he can, again, stay healthy, he's an incredible pitcher when he's out there and he's got his A, a stuff. So I go with Jacob DeGrom. I don't think there's anything wrong with that pick at all. If he, he went healthy, he's, you know, if, if not the best, he's one of the best in, in the game for sure. I don't see how anybody hits him when I, and watching him against the Nats all these years. Well, I, you know, ever I, I can watch these guys that have an ERA at eight and I don't know how I could, I, you know, if I went up there with a baseball bat, I'd be ducking them whenever they got any ball anywhere near me. I'm not digging in. Yeah, no, no. I'm like standing at, I'm standing as far back in the batter box as I possibly can. Um, National League, I'm kind of picking a, a different guy as well. Somebody that's not uh, at the at the top of the um, uh, when you when you go and you look up the odds for these things, he's on there, but he's not not one of the top five or five or eight guys. I'm going to take Zach Gallon because if I'm if I'm going Arizona, I'm going all in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Zach Gallon of, of the Arizona Diamondbacks to uh, to pick up the Cy Young. I think he just had a great outing. He his, I think his one of his outings. He, he had a bad start one of those times, but 
I think uh, seven shutout innings the last outing. So we'll see how that, uh, if he can keep that up and, and keep it going. But yeah, he's he's just a great pitcher. He's got he's got filthy stuff. That's a good pick. My pitcher, my, my confidence is uh, waning a bit, but I'm going to go with him figuring that over the course of a season, he's going to right the ship. I think he just got shelled for nine runs. But uh, with Miami Marlins, Sandy Alcantara, um, I, I think he's just too good. Uh, he's not pitching real well to start the season, but I think over the course of the season, if he returns to form, uh, he's my Cy Young pick. I think he's a dynamite pitcher. He really is. I, you know, I was, I, I'm, he's probably going to have more complete games by himself than the rest of the league. Cause he's one of those guys that you just cannot get out of a game. I think he's already got one, right? Didn't he pitch a shutout already? I think he did. And then he got Last knocked around. Outing, not, so, not so good. <laughs> no, he got knocked around a couple other starts, but he had that one in the middle. that was just beautiful. So, um, so there you have it, everybody. We've got, uh, you know, you can, you can go to the bank right now on all of these and, and, you know, you'll be living in a refrigerator box pretty soon, but, uh, you know, we've got our division winners. We got our playoff teams, World Series winners. We got award winners. I guess any any oddball predictions out there for the year, Stu? Well, my one oddball prediction was going to be well, the two. The Angels would make the World Series. Um, you know, have some confidence in that. It just we'll just see how the ball bounces, so to speak. My other pick, which I was feeling pretty good about, was taking the over with the Pirates winning 80 games. But now I'm uh, wavering a little bit on that. Um, but still, I think that's a scrappy bunch and I think they're, they're a good team or a team to watch over the next couple of years. And, um, so we'll see, I'm feeling a little less confident about that, but what the heck I'll, I'll go ahead and make that prediction. They're going to, I'll take the over. They're going to win over 80 games this year at Pittsburgh. There you go. Yeah. I, mean, I got a, I got a couple as well. I think, uh, I, it, it's going to be tough to, to do this. Cause I don't think any pitchers done it in a while, but I, I'm going to say Garrett Cole for the Yankees strikes out 300 guys this year i don't think he's he, i think he struck out about 260 last year and he pitched he didn't miss i don't think he missed a start so um it, it's going to be tough to get there but boy he's just when he is on he is just even when he's not pitching well he's still striking a ton of guys out so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that and then um i was i was on the ronald acuna jr uh bus a couple of years ago and i'm getting back on there i'm saying he's going 40 40 this year 40 homers 40 stolen bases the stolen base is back large and it is. Uh, and I, I think it's fun to watch. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, That's and just to, and in, in case people are looking for a couple of guys to watch, I'm, I'm saying, you know, on, on, the, on your Baltimore Orioles there, Gunnar Henderson's going to be a stud. I mean, other than Rushman, I mean, you know, as far as rookies go, I mean, Gunnar Henderson's going to, and he's got a great name too. I mean, Gunnar Henderson, I know. come on. And, uh, and, and in the National League, since I'm on that Diamondbacks uh, uh, bandwagon, I'm going with Corbin Carroll, too. I mean, he's a I saw some of him in spring training and boy, he was just he just looks like he just looks like a ball player, you know. Yeah. So Henderson, uh, they've been talking him up on the O's broadcast. So that's kind of cool. And you know, Rutschman's definitely good. I mean, he had a great start to the season. As, as he's know. had a five for five and a four for four game so far. So pretty he, good he, start. Nine hits in two games. I mean, that's not a bad that's not a bad start. Nope. But yeah, he's going to be tied. Henderson's good too. Cause he can play third. He can play short. I mean, uh, he's got some versatility there as well. So the Nats and the O's are going in a diam diametrically opposed directions. Cause the Nats were here in 2019. O's were right down here. Yeah. It's completely flip-flopped. So yeah. Baltimore is one of those teams. I think that, that, you know, 
get get your season tickets now if you're living there because you can probably get them at a, at a little bit of a discount now yeah. but boy in a few years they're going to be something they're going to be uh they're going to be one of the top teams in the in the league i would say i agree yeah so there you have it. That's our, uh, the, the Tim and Stu baseball preview 2023. We're about 10 games in the season already. So we always kind of give it a little bit of time just to make sure there's no catastrophic injuries, but, uh, but, but that's, th- those are the picks and, and there you go. You can, you can hold us to them uh, later in the year when, uh, when all these things kind of come to roost. So I have an embarrassing baseball season story because it was so freaking cold it wasn't really clicking with me that it was spring and i missed opening day because i just didn't occur to me that it would be nice anywhere and it was actually time for major league baseball to start because i usually wear my baseball tie to work on the first day of of uh major league baseball season missed it so have to catch on to that next year well there you go i mean and it is sometimes i you know, the, the, the Rochester Red Wings this year opened on March 31st. And I'm like, who the hell books a game for March 31st in Rochester, New York, or in, in anywhere in the Northeast? Right. You know, I, I mean, that's ridiculous. Why don't these teams just start playing and, you know, the most Southern teams get, get like a nice seven or nine game homestand, right. you know, and then you start moving to the cold weather cities. It's like, holy cow, that's just no, not right. That's a little rough. I've never figured that out, but hey. What do I know? What do we do? So, <laughs> all right. Well, Corey, I think you have the next segment. I do, Chad. Thank you. So, I asked this question to Chad and Stu on our thread on the discussion board for episode 127, since they couldn't be with us live. And you know, a lot of promoters gave your feedback on, on what Tim and I discussed last week with top five most memorable WrestleMania matches of all time. And thank you, promoters, for sharing your thoughts. There's some great ones out there that I'd kind of overlooked or forgotten about or they'd be honorable mentions on my list uh but chad and Stu, we're gonna throw it to you uh let's go with Stu first uh top five wrestlemania match we'll do one at a time kind of go back and forth they don't have to necessarily be in rank order but give me one of your top five most memorable wrestlemania matches i'll i'll do them in rank order for me although they're all kind of you know one one a one b one c one d number five what's that chad so they're all kind of rank (laughs) <laughs> they all rank. They're all rank. <laughs> Number five, just for the sheer spectacle of it all, would be Hogan and Andre from uh, WrestleMania three. Um, that to me is the uh, quintessential de- or defining match from WrestleMania in terms of uh, just the sheer spectacle of it all. Not going to be anybody's great work rate match, but I think it's just, you know, that's WrestleMania to me. Um, and I, I'll put that in at number five, just for all the pomp and circumstance that went on around that match. So, and the body slam. That's a great choice, Stu. I, I can remember going to a SmackDown taping in the Twin Cities here in like the mid two thousands, and they kind of would do this video package, you know, history WWF type of thing, and they'd show that body slam. And even all those years later, people would just go nuts for the body slam. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, no, that's a very, very good choice. How about Chad? So I think this one's been mentioned uh, either by one of you two or on the boards before, and it's the same show, and that's Savage Steamboat. Um, I remember, you know, waiting until the VHS tape came out because they didn't they didn't tell you on all the shows the few weeks after you'd wait and buy the VHS tape. So, um, you know, waiting to see Savage Steamboat, waiting to see what happened. Um, and although I agree with Stu that that Hogan Andre match. 
is an amazing match just for the the spectacle of it you know and you still see that iconic photo of hogan going for the slam and going to scoop andre and joey morella is just like an observer in the match and he's just like got this oh shit look on his face as hogan's scooping andre um but savage steamboat i i mean i was a huge rick steamboat fan i was so excited when he won and then that fucking honky tonk man sorry grant stole the belt wow. from him we just lost a listener on that one stole the belt from him in buffalo new york wasn't it that was buffalo or rochester uh i i think it might have been rochester i'm not okay. sure it was i think it was rochester one of those places uh nah. one of the western new york <laughs> one of those western throughway mother scratchers syracuse blah 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 um no, I got off track here, but no, Savage Steamboat, it, it was a great match. I, I like the little interference from George Steele because it kind of closed up, you know, his little thread with Savage that, you know, really took off at last, the WrestleMania two the previous years. So it's amazing how then they just ran with these long, long-term booking threads and, and how they paid off, you know, like a year later. So, and mine mine are in no order this is just me vomiting things on a page and making a list i would i remember i remember being in a hotel room when yeah you i was gonna say I don't, yeah. Know a, I don't know if there was a page involved but i do yeah there was no vomiting. i, 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 I think maybe page. not a page yeah, yeah. but I, I you know the 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 hogan andre match probably the most if not the most important match in at least recent wrestling history i mean it's definitely the most important wrestlemania match of all time Mm -hmm. oh for sure well i think it's kind of interesting i heard it might have been john mcadams podcast i don't remember but somebody in recent weeks was doing kind of like a wrestlemania preview as as his want for the season and um they had a really good point how wrestlemania 3 was kind of closing the first chapter on the national expansion and then wrestlemania 17 closed it on, Mm. on that that modern attitude era expansion and yeah I don't know if there's been a close <laughs> to any chapter. It's just kind of been like this big, <laughs> yeah. big run on ever since. Maybe it's like yeah. it's like a Jackson Pollock painting ever since. Yeah. Then. But you know what? I'll, I'll, can I may I go next? Yeah, please. Because because this ties right into it. Sorry, Stuart. But really, what to me would have been the perfect close of a chapter, but they blew it. Is Undertaker, Triple H, WrestleMania 28, Hell in the Cell. Mm, yes. Because the ending shot with Undertaker, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels standing on the ramp, they should have all retired and never come back. Yes, agreed. And that would have closed that chapter. And that was like one of my ties. So I'm doing six. I don't care. Um, because it was, it was, I was going to. That's so unlike that us. Another. I know, I know. But that one, it would have, it would have closed one of those chapters. Oh, yeah. You know, but they had to come back. And I'm not mm. pissing because they've had great matches since, some of them. Um, but it would have been nice if they mm. didn't come back. Yeah. Would have made sense. Chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it was so iconic with those three warriors standing up at the top of the ramp holding each other off. I mean, it was yeah. just an amazing shot. I'm done. Okay. So are you I mean that what was that that was kind of your five and a half pick or yeah, that'll be my honorable mention. Okay, okay. All right. Well, then I'll, uh, if it's okay, Chad, I'll go back to Stu. Oh, please, yes. Okay, all right. Well, Stu, all what's right. your next pick? I'll go with uh, my number four is going to be, for me, Savage Steamboat. Um, 
And unlike what just happened in WrestleMania, they actually let the good guy go over. Uh, and, and that was a heck of a build. The, just yeah. the build alone to that match. I mean, I've got it on VHS downstairs and just the whole build with, with, with Steamboat not having a voice and just yeah. all the chicanery. And they stuck with it for so long. And they would do that and be more disciplined back then. And mm-hmm. it gave the ending that everybody wanted to have. And, and those two put on an absolute masterpiece of a match so that would be my number four that's a great pick and i want to go back to a comment that chad made in relation to that match and how you had to wait for the vhs to come out mm-hmm. and uh you know they didn't always they didn't give the full results on tv you know the, no. just kind of the oh, main no. ones no and that and that pissed me off too for years it's like well what happened in the big boss man mounty match you know what i'm just throwing that out there i don't really care about that match but i'm just saying you know, said no one ever <laughs> I know. maybe maybe grant 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 we love you grant grant who used to be who used to be one of our dedicated listeners <laughs> <laughs> grant it's okay to share your feelings with the group yes uh, but no, you know, just it just kind of the those other matches like that, the mid card, low card matches, even with the, some of the main events, they didn't give full details. It was just like, you know, oh, Hulkster retained or whatever the situation was. So, yeah, you really had to wait because the magazines were months behind and, you know, I wasn't getting newsletters at the time um, and, and there was no Internet. So. You know, called Coat Kurt Wrestling Hotline. We we did call him a few times. Yeah, we got in trouble about that, man. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) Oh my God, our phone bill is $36. Yes. (laughs) But no, just uh, just, uh, interesting how slow the wrestling news traveled back then. But well, thank you, Stu. Chad, what is your next pick? Well, I just want to say, I remember with WrestleMania 2 the next morning, listening, they had like a spot on the radio. Oh. They like, you know, like, here's what happened at WrestleMania 2. And I remember they hyped it up because I was specifically listening at 7.15 in the morning or whatever before I got on the bus to mm. find out what happened at WrestleMania 2. And I was so excited when I found out the British Bulldogs won. That's awesome. Oh, shoot. So let's see. Uh, oh, you know what? The other thing about Savage Steamboat that, Stu, you mentioned about with the, the voice is, you know, remember what they did to kind of heat up Savage or keep him hot while Steamboat's out? They had Bruno, the announcer, get pissed <laughs> off and like, you sick son of a bitch, or whatever he said. I don't yeah. think he said son of a bitch. <laughs> Probably not. You dirty dog, or whatever he said. Doggone it. Yeah. Doggone that. Doggone that savage Vince. You, no, he called him slime. He goes, you slime, piece of yes. slime. Yes. And he decks him backstage. And so they started a Bruno against Savage. Yes. I mean, it was amazing. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, one of my next matches, um, Corey, you mentioned this one, and I love it too. It's TLC2 at WrestleMania mm. 17. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, and I mean, you hit on it so well. All, all the different seconds getting involved in the match with Rhino and Lita and Spike and the freaking spear while he's hanging on. I mean, that was just such an awesome match. So, loved it. Give it all the stars. Excellent. Great Throw choice. All the babies. Throwing all the babies. Yeah, uh, babies would be off the ladders. It's a 10 baby. <laughs> That's my new skill. <laughs> There you go. I threw How many 10 babies? babies in the air. How many babies did I throw? <laughs> and let me tell you, the IPW gang, they were a fertile bunch. We're having more and more babies every I heard. Week. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yes. Very cool. Very <laughs> all right, Stu. Uh, my number three, although I didn't like the ending. <clears throat> But I just love how those two matched up uh, and they had three iconic matches is Rock Austin from X7. Mm. Uh, and I believe that's when if I'm getting and if I butcher this, it's the one Austin goes over in the end and makes the turn. 
Correct. Um, that is correct. Yep. Yeah. And I just, those two, when they would get together, that just felt an oozed big fight to me. And I uh, mm-hmm. just had that great feel. I think they were the two best of that era. Uh, they're, you know, I'd, I'd lump some other ones close, but I think they were absolutely the two best. And I just think anytime they got together, the, it just, the, the intensity or whatever the intangibles were, you want to call them, were just off the charts. And you could really suspend disbelief and believe that these were the two best wrestlers in the world going at it. So I put that as a, my number three. That's a great choice. And yeah, like Chad said, that card was kind of the end of one era. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of people really kind of would agree with you, Stu. Great match, bad ending. And then kind of what they did for the next few months is little, little hit or miss with some of that stuff. But, um, but no, great match when you're just looking at it by itself. All right, Chad, what's your next pick? I mean, I would, I would maybe suggest that might WrestleMania X7 might be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. I agree. Just for card quality, because you had Benoit mm-hmm. Angle, you had yep. that match, um, you had the first Undertaker Triple H WrestleMania Correct. match, which I considered. And as soon as you started talking about that match, Corey, I'm like, oh my God, when he goes for the last ride, he hits he, him in the head of the yep. center, bounces <laughs> off. I mean, I, it was such a great show. And the Legends Battle Royal. Yes. I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. Was... That was fantastic. That was just mm-hmm. a fan, just an amazing show. Yeah. Oh. And they, they did a lot. Of, I mean, I kind of mentioned this already, but there was just a lot of wrapping up of feuds or, or starting yeah. new feuds. Just a lot of things really came together on that show. Yeah. I mean, you know, they showed the WCW gang up in yeah. the press box, which wasn't good, but it, yeah. I mean, it was, but it, again, it was closing chapters because ECW got out of business. WCW yeah. got out of business. You know, it's yep. like the start of the new chapter where WWE is the only game in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oakley Dokley, what do I got next year? Uh let's see. Okay, here's one. So this was tied. This was the one I was having a hard time deciding between Triple H and Undertaker or this one to put on my list. So it was Austin Hart from WrestleMania 13. Uh just a fantastic match. I think a very underrated match would built to this is their Survivor Series match from yeah. the November before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and just the way they pulled off the double turn in this is fantastic. And just that iconic shot of the blood running down mm-hmm. Austin's face while he's in the, uh, in the sharpshooter. And, it's, you know, it's like gives him this gap in his teeth, mm-hmm. you know, the blood's yep. running across yep. his teeth. I love that. And that was, uh, I don't recall that there was a whole lot else of quality on that show. Um, so yeah. that that would probably really stood out to those in attendance at the Rosemont Horizon. Mm. I think there was a decent uh, street fight with the Legion of Doom and Ahmed Johnson against the yep. nation, and and a young Colt Cabana uh, gets involved as a fan, and like he low blows one of the nation guys or something goofy. You can see it. What? <laughs> yeah, or no? He actually he he nut shots Hawk. I think. <laughs> oh boy! Oh dear! Yeah, that's not going to end well for you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but no, but you're right. The rest of that card kind of not, not so memorable. All no, right. But, but still fun. Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. Stu. I number two, <laughs> I have like three matches at number two, but um, I'm going to go uh, with the first Shawn Michaels undertaker match, uh, which I, I love them both. Uh, but I thought that first one was just, 
absolutely awesome. Uh, and they, I think they made the right call there and not having Michaels go over and just incredible work from both of them told a great story. And just, I mean, both of those matches were phenomenal, but I like that one better for whatever reason. So I, I'm going with that as my number two. I, you know, I, I agree with you, Stu. They were both awesome matches. And for whatever reason, maybe just because it was the first, you know, it wasn't obviously the first time they'd ever wrestled, but the first of those two and just the level they brought, um, you know, I, I agree. I, there was just something a little, just kind of pushed it a little bit above the second one. I think too, you know, the first time you do something like that on that yeah. kind of a stage. Right. You know, it's a little bit more. And then when they came back with it the next year, it was like a little like, well, you know, this is going to be great, but we saw it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they, they turned it up and, and had a great second match as well. Right. Absolutely. I think, so I'm going to agree with, uh, I'll go to this one next. Cause I sure. have that match on my list too, Stu. And I think the one problem with the second match, and it's something that I think has become more prevalent now, especially is I find that matches matches these days tend to go between three to six finishers too long. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the WrestleMania 26 match with Sean and Undertaker. I remember it's like, oh my God, what a great day. And it was only a near fall. And, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, you're kind of taken out because it's been so good. And it would, it's, and, and I know we're armchair bookers, right? We haven't made billions mm-hmm. of dollars in this wrestling industry. But as a fan, it's like, oh man, if that would have been the pinfall, that would have been great. And then, you know, it just goes a couple more and you're kind of like, me. And I feel like a lot of, uh, the time these days, wrestling matches tend to suffer from that, that, where it's just like, it's just a few too many near falls too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Very good point, Chad. All right, Stu, I believe you have one more pick. What would that be? I do. And um, honestly, it's it's my number one up until the point they lock up. But <laughs> still... I think it was the best match in terms of WrestleMania and most memorable match for me. And that's rock Hogan. Uh, that just the circling of one another in the ring, the, the, the fans going absolutely bananas for that. The, the, the atmosphere for it, the build to it again, had that big fight feel uh, that was awesome. I don't really remember much of the match, but I just remember the, the beginning of it and, and how they worked the crowd. I mean, they had them in the palm of their hands. It was absolutely awesome. And just something to see those two icons go at it in a wrestling ring. Uh, I wish we could get something like that again. Um, but for me, that's the number one. I, I, I admittedly marked out the first time I saw that. And uh, I just thought it was phen- a phenomenal big match at a WrestleMania. And the crowd, the crowd, and I, I said this on, on the last show, I said, the crowd helped make it too. I mean, that mm-hmm. they did. They were hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything about that match was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stu. And Chad, what would be your final pick for most memorable WrestleMania match? And I mean, I could come up with 20 more, including what, you know, the Rock oh, Austin. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> um, Bulldogs, Valentine, and Beefcake. I didn't actually think it was that great of a match, but right. I was so excited for the Bulldogs to win. You know, sure, I remember sure. Vince when I heard on that radio broadcast for WrestleMania two, you know, and uh, I, I always remember when it, the the one radio announcer said they won, and then the other guys was, "Hey, I love those guys," you know. So, and you know, Mark Taggart had a great point on on the board how Ultimate Warrior, yeah, with, oh I mean, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. That. I mean, Some iconic savage, moments, rude. Yeah. 
Hogan. Oh yeah. Triple yeah, H. WrestleMania maybe six not, is maybe awesome. Not that one. Maybe <laughs> not Triple H. But yeah, he has in some awesome, awesome matches. I mean, he was. People, yeah. you know, Tim's mom crying. That little kid with that goofy fucking hat in the crowd yes. crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's probably mm-hmm. some promoter out there. Sorry, goofy fucking hat kid. I don't know what your name is on the board, but I hope, yeah. I hope you're having a good life. But we're sure you're part of the Filsinger Games family. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I have a high confidence <laughs> level in that. You're oh. fucking Flapjack King 72 or something. <laughs> I mean... Wow! <laughs> what? I'm just saying that could be his name. That could that could be his name. It could very well be. Yeah, it could be his name. All right, so I'm gonna check the directory in the discussion board for <laughs> Flapjack King seventy two. Yeah. Oh, Stu's got a comment first, Chad. Well, I I had. Can I make one honorable mention? No. Of course. All right. <laughs> I'm in the middle of making a bunch of them. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. You finish. No, no, no. You, you go. You go. You go. All right. Well, I thought this would have been actually in Chad's top five, but we'll see. I bet it's on his list. Uh, is Lesnar Angle? That was an honorable. I mean, if he yeah. would have, and Tim yeah. said this, if he would have hit yeah. that fucking shooting star, I think yes. it would have been the greatest match of all time. I yeah. agree. I the fact agree. that he didn't hit it makes it incredibly memorable. Memorable. <laughs> the fact that he didn't shit himself after his yes. spine. Yeah. Snap. He didn't. He yeah. Didn't yeah. Die. <laughs> yeah. That his spine didn't just shoot out of his back. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's a whole lot of incredibleness there. So there, oh, there, yeah. there's there's something about working the neck. You know, is really you know we're doing that doing that not skipping neck day at the gym. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure Angle just rolled over and said, "Hey, I won the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. Get over here and pin me, bitch." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your big boy pants on. That that was awesome. That was yeah, that was. I I, the buildup for that match was huge. I actually got to see them wrestle about six months before that at a house show in Mankato, Minnesota. Mm. Um, and I think it was the only match they did other than other than like, well, they did one match on SmackDown um b- prior to mania but i think that was the only other one um, that might have been their tune-up you know to kind of kind of yeah and, and again it was about mm-hmm. six months before mania so, so we kind of knew they were heading that way and you know brock got over huge in minnesota of course sure. um but it was yeah that was i was so excited for that uh that match you kind of you know the insiders fan the the newsletters kind of hinted that he might be going for the shooting star press at mania so as soon as you saw him kind of look up to the top rope it's like oh is he gonna do it and then well, he tried. He hit it so many he times did. before. I know. That's what makes yeah, it I know. When I he went because it was OVW, right? Yeah. I mean, he used to do yeah. it all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he not did it on night. house shows, but but <laughs> yeah. not not on TV. Yeah. No, but they have footage for, on some of those WWE unreleased ones. Mm, okay. Yeah, There's oh, yeah, footage yeah. out there because it's him and Shelton. I think they were wrestling a dark match in um before a Raw maybe in louisville or something oh sure sure and he because they i mean it's filmed him hitting that freaking thing yeah oh yeah as amazing as you'd think it would be yeah yeah Yeah. but um other honorable mentions would be Sami Zayn versus johnny knoxville i mean i love that match too that is so it's so so absurd you just gotta laugh Mm -hmm. you know i mean i was like oh my god i don't want to see this i'll be a crabby old bastard and then i just laughed Mm -hmm. Um, but this one shot into my uh, top five for this week, and that's the Usos versus Zayn and Owens. Yes. I mean, that was amazing. Really Although, good. again, I think uh, maybe a couple too near falls too long, mm-hmm. but um, it was it was such a great match. I mean, that was a really yep. good show. I mean, both women's matches were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the those scramble showcase matches, even though I don't really give a shit about them, they're, they're both yeah. good. They were both decent matches, you know. Um, there was a lot of there were a lot of good matches yeah. over both nights. Both nights, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Seth the, Rollins, the main event, Logan. regardless of what people think about the finish. I mean, it was a great match up yeah. until oh, yeah. You know, and I kind of walked away from that thinking like, God, that, you know, the finish kind of sucked, but the same way, if it got people mad, it had them by the emotions, you know? Right. Oh, it did. Right. They stayed yeah. with it. That's, That's a good you point. Know? I mean, and maybe this is, yeah, I, I don't know. We could say, oh, we have the feel-good WrestleMania moment, or we have the, oh, it's going to be even more dastardly when somebody finally beats Roman Reigns. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, everybody this week, oh, The Rock's going to be there next year at WrestleMania 40. It's like, who the hell knows that? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm tending to doubt he's coming back. But... I kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Black Adam shit the bed. So his uh, movie crew. <laughs> <might be honest. laughs> That's true. Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> Shazam, there it is. Yeah, that, that may not be the, 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 uh, the, the great franchise that DC thought it was going to be. No, no. Not looking like it after the Shazam movie. I it heard the second am- Shazam one didn't do that well either. So. No. Yeah. It amazes me how, like when I was a kid, I was probably 70% DC to buying comics, 30% Marvel. But I am so much more invested in Marvel movies. And, you know, I mean, DC stuff is fucking terrible. Well, they just can't, cannot get going. I mean, it's fits and spurts. I like the first yeah. Wonder Woman movie. That was good. That was good. But, and I mean, I, I like, you know, like the um, the Dark Knight trilogy. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'd mm-hmm. put that up against anything. But yep. uh, I don't know. I hope they can turn around. You know, I think Marvel kind of went into it with with their long term booking kind of kind of yeah. laid out where yeah, you really. know we wanted we want to do these movies and we're going to get to the Avengers and right. then we're going to do like an Avengers story right mm-hmm. yeah and so they kind of did the individual movies and then boom you got the avengers coming to, and i think dc just kind of did we're doing a superman movie oh we're doing a yep. batman movie yeah right? yeah you know we're doing a wonder Woman, and, and they didn't really have the plan of getting to justice league yeah right, right. like right. they didn't have the you know they, they should have done like some other stuff first before they got there mm-hmm. you know but i think marvel had it laid out their plans kind of laid out they may not have had it you know been thinking about that on movie number one but mm-hmm. you know, as they kind of got closer, they they knew that was that's where they were going. Mm-hmm. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I, I mean, I did like the Peacemaker series with John Cena. I mean, that was that was fantastic mm-hmm. on HBO. Um, I like the adaptation of the Watchmen they did on HBO. And yeah, that uh, was good. The Joker movie. Oh my god, that was that was amazing and so depressing and just that I was one of those that I just I didn't. I mean, people just. Were all, I just thought it was this greatest thing, and I watched, mm-hmm. it and I was like, "Man, I I think just because of the downer nature of the thing, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I just wasn't really as into it as some people were. But I, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't have the the great response that I thought I was going to going in. Mm-hmm. I think I really liked it because it just it it seemed like it was so real. Right. It, it was just this very mentally ill individual, you know, not the mm-hmm. falling in the vat of chemicals or, any, you know, right. and that it just made it that it could really happen, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, the Robert Pattinson Batman, I thought that was awesome. When he's just sitting there throttling up that engine in the alleyway and he comes roaring. Oh, yeah. That well, that was freaking dope. Well, they've got a good start with that if they can just keep it going. I mean, and, yeah. And get a yeah. piece yeah. of universe. Um, I, I think it's easier to, to be write- able to do it. I think it's easier for them to write Batman than pretty much anybody else because there's right. so many ways you can go with it. Right. You know, oh, right. Super Superman's a Boy Scout, so he's it's yeah. tougher to have dark sides with him. Mm-hmm. And plus, he's so powerful, you just can't buy pretty much anybody else up against him. Yeah, it's hard to put right. him on the ropes. 
Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the Wonder Woman, the first one I thought was pretty good. The second one I thought was, was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care for that one. The first and one yeah, was the, first one was really good. That was a good start, but fizzled. Yeah. And speaking of fizzling fans, here are our show is fizzling. We've covered major <laughs> we Wait, are we recording? Professional we're, we're hitting them all. And comic book movies. Next week we'll talk about Star Wars, which oh, this is, this is, is amazing. Stuff. Speaking of amazing, we have a new sponsor tonight. I don't know. Have you guys ever tried this Advil dual action? It's ibuprofen and acetaminophen all in one it's like taking a tylenol and an advil oh my god it's the best drug ever mm. i no take pain. them for my sore neck i, I was nice. trying yeah. shooting star press off the roof I was yeah. <laughs> were you trying to imitate brock i was i did uh, imitate brock Took a i take 14 of them an hour for my bad neck yeah <laughs> they're wonderful i piss yeah, blood but i feel awesome yeah <laughs> Oh my well, those God. are our top WrestleMania matches. <laughs> there you go. And our and our baseball preview. Take us right. Well, I, th- I think it's time to put this one to bed. Take, take yes, us home, please. Chad. We're going to do our wrap-ups and shout-outs. Uh, Tim, what do you have? Well, first of all, I just want to uh, say that I hope everybody had a happy Easter and a happy Dingus Day, because as we all know, Dingus Day is the Easter Monday. Um, I'm not j- just at my Easter gift to everybody. No T-shirt promo tonight. I'm not going to tell you to go to tkostore.com, T-E-E-K-O-Store.com to get your uncharted territory merchandise. I'm just not going to do it. And you guys can't make me. I'm not going to sit there and plug the show and the merch and the merch in the show. All right. And the merch of the show. You're a man of strong conviction. And I also want to say that I have, I have tried the, uh, the coconut lime, uh, vitamin water and I'm a fan. Yay. And I tried the, uh, what was it? Was it raspberry Raspberry dark dark chocolate? chocolate? And that one, I'm kind of, yeah, it's not terrible, but, uh, you know, I, I, I drink it again, but it wouldn't be the, the first on my list. All right. I've still so there not you go. found that one. I was traveling somewhere. I found two. I got the last two coconut lime ones at a gas station. So I grabbed those suckers. Those are pretty tight. You know, I tried that. What is it? Buy B-A-I. Oh yeah. My kids like that stuff. And I've, I've tried, I, I tried the coconut one there because mm-hmm. I like I like the flavor of coconut, but I don't like the shredded coconut because it just, okay. I, I just don't like something about the texture just doesn't do it for me. Reminds but, you of uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I get them in my teeth like that and it's just, yeah, terrible. Right, 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 right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I tried that, that coconut water, the buy coconut. And I just was like, it's way too, I mean, if you cut that like with regular water, like yeah. to a third, then it would be about right. It's just way too much flavor for me. Too coconutty. Too coconutty. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'll do my best to gather as many as I can when you come out here to uh, Waterloo for the TNT Hall of Fame and Galacticon. And we should have some more information about that up really soon. I saw um, there was something in the Observer uh, website about the, the Hall of Fame weekend. Oh, yeah. We sent out a press release. About Galacticon? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. About the, well, I mean, it's a conjunctional event. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I don't know what the, they're conjoined. They're conjoined. <laughs> They're conjoined. You know, all right. The the TNT Hall of Fame is proud to be hosting Galacticon this year, and um, it will be an independent event, though. Never fear. Um, but if you want information about the uh, the TNT Hall of Fame, the hotels, all that schmaz, I will get that up on the board very soon. And it's out there. I mean, we've announced it on the book face. You the blocks out there, so we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. you your stuff. So, all right, uh, Corey, what do you have? Well, thank you, Chad, for hosting tonight. And thanks, Tim and Stu, for your, your expertise on this uh, Major League Baseball season. Uh, I want to give some attention to our other uh, Filsinger Games content providers out there. 
course, Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Filsinger Games, Grant Pachoco and the Solo Promoter YouTube channel. And Grant just released a video of an unboxing and a playing of um, the Legends of Short Track Racing from Brian Vanderwall, which was featured on this show a couple of weeks ago. So I actually watched that. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks is Grant is always does a great job with that. So thank you. We're kissing up to Grant after pissing him off earlier. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If Grant's even listening at this point. Right. He's he's probably (laughs) done by now. But no, thank you, Grant, for uh, promoting uh, and supporting Brian's game. Uh, of course, we've also got uh, Steve Tower right after further review, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Longpre in the Dizzy Dice Podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, which just, I think, returned uh, with some regular features on Twitch, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games Character Spotlight. So thank you so much for putting out content on a regular basis, promoters. And I don't think I have much else to say. I hope everybody, as Tim said, I hope everybody had a great Easter weekend and uh, is enjoying hopefully some nicer weather wherever you live. And thanks, everybody, for clicking, listening, and downloading. All right, Stuart, what do you got? I have two baseball-related shout-outs. Number one, I want to shout-out to MLB for finally uh, doing taking some uh, good measures to help the game. Uh, the pitch clock, the larger bases, the ban of the shift, all of that is contributing uh, to a game that's approximately a half hour shorter, 30% more steals, and as of a couple of days ago, batting average 16 points higher. Uh, those are good effects. I don't know long-term how what if this will last. I don't know if players will somehow find a way to extend the game. They're pretty uh, cagey in being able to do that, but I would think not. I mean, the clock is the clock, but uh, I'm loving the effect on the game, at least short-term, without a huge sample size, and it looks more like the baseball I grew up with. So let's hope that continues. Um, a good baseball related or a baseball podcast I just wanted to recommend to our listeners is called Effectively Wild. Uh, it's done, good gosh, they're up to about their 2000th episode or they're getting awfully close. Uh, just some baseball diehards. Uh, they can go a little out in the left field, no pun intended, in terms of some of their subject matter with baseball. But for the most part, they're fans of the game and give a Give a and really treat baseball well in their podcast and, and just have a lot of varied topics about the game, mostly major leagues uh, centric or focusing on the major leagues, but sometimes deviating a little bit. It's, it's, it's worth your while, promoters, if you want to get into baseball a little bit more. It's a good podcast. I listened to it today, uh, an episode on them talking about the rule changes, and I found it very interesting. Other than that, really enjoyed it and good night, Denmark. All right. Thank you, Stuart. So I want to give thanks to the folks who took time to comment on episode 128. Mariah, Troy, Matt, MT, Emperor, Scott, Flash, Norton, Throwing Toasters, Grant, TK, Vegas, Legend, and Jay. Uh, Special appreciation to everybody in that list who took time to comment about their WrestleMania uh, matches. What the fuck is going on with Corey's video? I mean, look, see what he's doing it's, like this. It's, it's Max like Headroom, Max like I said last year. like this Vogue devil shit. I don't know what's going on. Fans, he's like <laughs> repeatedly pumping his elbow over his head. Oh, he's thinking of his favorite team, the Bushwhackers. That's it. Or he did there love the go. Bushwhackers. Shout out to Butch Miller, um, who passed away recently. <sighs> very, very sorry to hear that. It's very sad. But no, I don't know what Corey, I look over and Corey is like doing this freaking thing. And I, I don't know. He may have been possessed by the devil. Call the exorcist. Oh, is he coming back? Is he coming? Corey, are you back? I am back. 
Has the spirit been expelled from your body? That's that's the second time that's happened tonight, as well as as Tim said, the Max Headroom incident last weekend. Not that Max Headroom incident from the eighties, but but uh, I don't I don't know what's going on. I'll, I'll I'll Google some Zoom tips here. How not to be possessed by the devil on Zoom? I I dot com. Uh, yeah. Dot, throw, dot don't, net. <laughs> throw holy water on the computer. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Oh. All right, and um. Next Saturday, April 22nd in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, technically the suburb of Clive. Um, myself and uh, promoter Eric Kanishny and I think uh, TK, Thomas Keene, and some others are going to have a meetup at Mayhem Comics around 1215. They have a very large game room, um, but we're going to be grabbing lunch uh, somewhere before that around 11. There'll be more details to come. We'll probably put a post on the board I think we have a identified a Mexican restaurant which serves fries covered with queso and chorizo. So that is shot to the top of the list, but we'll confirm everything. So we'll probably gather for lunch around 11, then he'll mayhem to hang out, maybe play games. I just like to sit and visit, but uh, we'll, we'll be doing that next Saturday, April 22nd. And for that, I think that's all we have. Any any last any last words from the nerd herd? Nope. All right. We're good. good. We're good. All right. Well, everybody have a have a good night. Be excellent to each other. Stay safe. Be cool. Just don't be an asshole. And we will talk to you next week on Uncharted Territory. Great life advice from Chad Olson. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, a.k.a. Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com, T-E-E-K-O-Store.com. Insert wolf music. Thank you.
unmuted there. I'm sorry, that fans. A, that was a very dramatic pause. <laughs> I was so far on the edge of and my seat. And that's all I have to say about Linda Michelle. Mm. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> when they think about themselves, they touch themselves. <laughs> hey, Tim, didn't you go to WrestleMania with Eric Young? <laughs>